Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California. Hello, my name is Stephen G. Fullwood. I'm one of the co-founders of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you from Harlem. It's sweltering, but there's a nice breeze. Hi, my name is Seth Rodney. I am a senior editor at the Hyperallergic Blog and the author of The Personalization of the Museum Visit, out from Routledge just the end of May, a little more than a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the Bronx, the South Bronx, which apparently, according to someone I had a conversation with last night, um, will be gone um, because of climate change in about five years. So, you know, let's chew on that. <laughs> well, I mean, if we, have time, if we have time to chew. <laughs> five years? Oh, okay. That's what yeah, she said. I know, five, yeah. I know, five, five years sounds... A little apocalyptic, but <laughs> a but, little. <laughs> I, you know. I don't know. You didn't have the conversation she's had. I'm just saying this woman was that, not. She's not like she had like you know, okay, um, firecrackers in her hair or anything. Like she mm-hmm. was like a normal human being who's like taking some serious. I, I don't know. She's done some study on it for some. It was related to her work. Well, whatever. Twenty twenty four. I don't know. Go ahead, Steve. What were you going to say? Twenty twenty four. That's it. Get yeah. Out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, I think that people that are often that doom and gloom about stuff like that don't own any stock in Walmart. Uh, do you think there is a shot that they just would not, that your neighborhood will not just be festooned with rafts and inflatable Walmart uh, mm. uh, structures? Like there's just, the, you, anyway, so uh, <laughs> I'm sure that the South Bronx will be there in five years. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I, it's just that I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that all of it is gone. It's going to be gone. I just. I think that some, she's saying that significant parts of it will be underwater. So, but that's probably oh. far, that's probably far afield of what we want to talk about yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is uh, but, romance. Yeah, yeah, but but interesting, and and maybe we should do a series of podcasts on the on climate change from a non science, you know, from the perspective of non scientists. It's not. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be a worthwhile discussion. That'd be interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, so this is to remind our uh, listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, and today, if you notice any changes in the, the flow of the conversation, it's because our video is just uh, crapped out. So uh, we're, we're speaking to you in the same way that you would be hearing us, which will probably be interesting, I think, for the three of us. And as Seth already mentioned, so romance is the topic today. That's romance with a lowercase r. And Seth, I know you actually had the qu- you had the closing question and, and the segue to today's topic, I think, yes? Right. So my question was whether you and Stephen experience romance as a kind of low-grade constant in your lives, or it bubbles up episodically. Yeah, I'll just let sure. it stay there. Go ahead, Travis. Uh, see, I was going to actually kick it to you, Stephen, since I was... I know. I was, <laughs> <laughs> Hot potato. Double. Uh, uh, okay, so for me, we've talked about this at, at various points on the podcast. I experience my own life episodically, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't have a strong narrative running, internal narrative running through my brain on a regular basis. I can sort of stop and 
collect the episodes and tell a story, but it's it's very much an on-the-fly assemblage. Mm-hmm. So for me, that that would then, you know, the romance would would kind of fall into that into that basket of it being episodic. It probably far more consistently now that I'm married. So because I'm very committed to having a hot relationship with my wife. And I mean hot in a variety of valences. I don't just mean like sexually hot. I mean like something that is not uh, taken for granted. Um, Mm. I I don't, I have no interest in sleepwalking through my marriage and going, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. we were married 60 years. Um, (laughs) We made it. (laughs) uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. And, And not to say that this is other people. I mean, clearly it is other people, but I, you know, I, so I, it, I see my marriage in some ways as a kind of spiritual practice um, mm-hmm. in that, in that like all aspects of who I am are all in, in that relationship and are alive and mm. hot in that way. So there's a lot of, you know, negotiation and, and with myself and, and with Molly and, and I don't mean that in a, I mean that in a heated way, not to say that our relationship is contentious. I just mean that we are both very engaged in what we're doing uh, Mm -hmm. together. Oh, awesome. Sorcery. Mm -hmm. It does. That sounds good. So, Uh, so, so, Steven, (laughs) hot hot potato back to you. (laughs) Oh, it's pretty cold by now. Now it's cold. Um, So so I, um, it gave me a moment because I wanted to make sure that Romance wasn't solely based on a relationship with another humanoid. Yes, and I did say humanoid. Um, but what excited me was that when I was look, doing some um, searching briefly, the five characteristics of romanticism really um, make me really excite me. So one of them is an interest in the common man in childhood. Yes, mm-hmm. strong senses, emotions, and feelings. Absolutely, yes. Of nature. I was just watching Our Planet Part 2 yesterday. I love nature. I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, celebration of the individual. So not just solely me, but also celebrating my friends or people from the office. Love all of that. And I love the last one. It's my favorite one. It's the importance of imagination. So I feel like I live a romantic life in, that's in those five characteristics. Absolutely. And so I don't feel like it's episodic. I feel like it's low grade. It's almost... So when you said that your spiritual practice is your marriage, I feel like my life is my spiritual practice. Mm. So, so absolutely. I feel like it's, it can be episodic in some ways, but in another way, maybe with humans, but my life is always engaged in some kind of romantic practice. Hmm. So you pulled in roman you pulled in romanticism with a capital R exactly for, for the for the yeah, position which, doing, which yeah, I think you, is which is fine which is fine I think it's uh, cheating actually let's uh, just oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's just call it let's just call a spade a spade come on now we started off this conversation with me saying romance and like small R personal kind you of did. like you know um you know like as Borat would say sexy time you know that you yeah. that you Ooh, make with somebody else time. but you but you but you done and gone and 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 widened it out to include like all kinds of things Gerard Manley Hopkins and and, and, and <laughs> depictions William of the Wordsworth. Andes and honestly yeah. William Wordsworth is what it, you know recollections from childhood and whatnot yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome sauce yeah it just feels good and I feel like so with the low R I'll just simply, I mean the lowercase R I'll say that mm-hmm. it's more mm. episodic because I'm I'm in and out of relationships in that right. sense. But right. even then, like a lot of my exes, I get along with them. We so is that that's more friendshipy, or at least mm. some level of intimacy that I still maintain with them. 
And so mm-hmm. that's, that's, I feel very, um, a lot of gratitude that I'm able to maintain these kinds of um, connections, you know? But I do yeah. think that that's a kind of romance, Stephen. I mean, I think that you, you haven't yet said that with regard to the friendships that you still maintain with ex-lovers. But I do think that there is a kind of romantic impulse behind... Because, look, I was thinking about this the other day. Mm. Travis, Stephen, and I uh, lead really busy lives. I, I, I was thinking about this when we were trying to figure out the calendar for the next month, when we were going get, to get together on mm. Skype. Uh-huh. And, and Stephen, of course, is like in L.A., he's in Nashville, he's in Travis, is in Lake Tahoe, he's in Barcelona. I'm going to be in like Cleveland and in Detroit. And, you know, other places. And I was thinking, you know, we are those, the, those precisely those kinds of professionals who really have to calendar shit for anything to happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was thinking by the same token that making time for each other to have these really intimate conversations is a kind of romantic gesture. There mm. is something just in the sort of cultivation of intimacy Mm-hmm. That it's a kind of romance, isn't it? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, oh, oh, I, I was going to say to to jump back for half a second before I address what Seth said. I think it's fair for Stephen to bring in the capital R, even though you set that parameter, mm-hmm. only because I found real value in it. I didn't, you know, it's so, and, and undoubtedly there are scholars that have looked at this, but it, it is so patently obvious that what has become lowercase r romance has so completely borrowed from uh, the romantic mm. movement in in mm. its imagery i mean in in its most cliched forms in mm. its imagery around rustic weddings i mean that that is like straight, okay. you know okay. r- rustic were were where the peasants were like mm-hmm. you know prior prior to the romantic movement like that's not that's mm-hmm. not what was being idealized and mm-hmm. so i think it very much shapes and I hadn't. It's what Stevens Stevens gesture caused me to to reflect on that in a way that I hadn't thought about previously. Mm. Um, and so, but to 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 try and bring that back to to Seth's question about it being a kind of romance. So in that way, yes, absolutely. And and I I feel like maybe it's changing with the newer generation. But in in previous generations, the romance lowercase r was too crabbed right like the idea was it was too locked into kind of a sexual romantic intimacy Mm, Um, when in fact our capacities to be romantic you know and now sort of playing with the capital n lowercase r uh are Mm -hmm. far more expansive and, and, and 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 wildly pun intended exceed the boundaries of sort of stayed standard social interactions and social relationships. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yes, love- yes, to your, yes, yes, Seth, I think it is a kind of romance <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I actually think that my, the, the way, at least the ways that I'm thinking about it consciously now, romance in my life is, is pretty episodic because I don't think I have the sort of um, deep love of humanity um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Stephen Stephen talks about and I don't think I have that and I'm not in a marriage in a way that uh, I get to explore the all, sort of all aspects of myself 
in a relationship in the way that you mm-hmm. have Travis with Molly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, and and I'm not and I'm not saying this like in a in a way to say oh boo you know poor boohoo me, but I can see moments when I kind of almost do romance in a kind of technologically dystopian way. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Like so I was exchanging text messages with someone last night and we were just arranging a time to meet. Uh and we started out and I and I and I I, I think you both kind of get how this works, especially for this generation. We started out with emails. Basically she had e- sent an email around saying, I'm doing this thing at my studio on such and such a date. You know, people come up and, and see what we're up to. And mm-hmm. I wrote back in 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 polite and but only sort of very very low grade intimacy intimate terms. Thanks for inviting me. I can't make it uh, up there that day, but um, hopefully you know we'll connect another time. And she wrote back like maybe an hour later, like yeah, uh, it would be great to catch up when I'm back in the city on such and such a date. And I wrote back, yes, I would like that. And I think something about that turned a corner so that, no, mm-hmm. it was, no, actually, we actually did conduct all this in email. I, I was about to say we okay. switched to text, but we didn't. It was, it was email. It got later and later in the day and we got progressively like closer to like figuring, to figuring out what would this date would look like. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. an hour mm-hmm. later, it's like, okay, I'm becoming from this place. Um, where do you want to meet? Okay. I'll be coming from work. And so let's meet here. Oh, what time? Okay, uh, tea or cocktail? You know, that kind of thing. So we got, and mm-hmm. I remember, and I rec- and I remember that the last message that was sent, I sent to her at like twelve thirty. So there's some kind of romantic component there, right? There's some mm-hmm. kind of uh, mm-hmm. what's the word? It's kind of seduction going yeah. on where we started an email conversation at like I don't know four o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon and it ended up ending at 1230 and all we're doing really is just setting up a time to meet with each other Mm -hmm. but but there is a romantic for me it's it's given the way my life is now where i'm 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 so busy doing all the projects that i'm doing that i take a little pleasure in having that little kind of kind of electronic meet cute even though, like, it does, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's, it's somewhat promising, but I don't, you know, I have no idea yeah. how this is going to turn out. Right. We, may yeah. see, we see each other in person and be like, ah, oh, well, it doesn't even matter. The time. Oh. It does, doesn't even matter, <laughs> Seth, though. Give, does it really matter? Because it's the thing mm. that you were talking about. It was that exchange. Mm. Do you mm. know? So not being mm. attached yeah. to the outcome of it makes it even much more, more special and less. Um, predicated upon it needs to end like this or progress like mm. this. It's like you were just enchanted. She was enchanted, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So there's something for that. And I love that. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I completely echo Stephen on that one. I mean, the charge and the titillation from that possibility can sometimes be sustaining on its own. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe not for too long. You might you might you might get you might get uh, frustrated in a variety of ways. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, the other the piece of it that it really takes the conversation too far afield. So I don't necessarily want to go down that road. But it did occur to me is how much those initial stages are strategic and uh, and really power is at play mm-hmm. um, in in sort of. The demonstrating a lack of eagerness 
mm-hmm. to to meet and to to engage. You know, really kind of keeping your desire in check mm-hmm. is a big part of what the romantic buildup is. Right? Mm-hmm. If, if you mm-hmm. des- if you if you fly your desire too freely. Uh, or too uh, garishly, too obviously, it can scare off uh, a potential mate. So you have to restrain what is, in fact, um, your desire. And, you know, presumably the other person is doing the same. And and that restraint, that that restraint on one's desire and the power that is connected with that is is a real part of the kind of romance we're talking about now. Not, oper- not for me at least, not to speak for the two of you, but not at all operating in the kind of more capacious uh, sense of romance that we've talked about amongst the three of us, right? So, mm-hmm. my there there isn't you know, maybe early on, you know, like when, when Steven, when you and I, and Seth, it was so long ago, I don't remember. Right. Mm. But, but, but certainly Steven, when you and I first met, I do have, I have a little bit of a sense in, in, in my head around for me. So not speaking for you, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, you're the, you're the kid on the bike and you're in a new neighborhood and you've just run into the other neighborhood kids and you kind right. of, you, you have to <laughs> posture a little bit, you right. gotta, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta like, look at, I can do a wheelie on my bike, you know, that right. kind of thing. So, right. so uh-huh. there, there is, there is a little bit of that right. kind of exchange in, in our initial interaction. I can yeah. relate to which, that. Yeah. Which I would have in a lot of situations like that as well. But then and that goes away, right? I mean, so that's just like not really operating anymore right. in, in well, you our filled relationship. Out, you filled out the op- you filled out the outline of what I was trying to figure out. So, who is this guy? Who is he? Right, right. Seth? What are his politics? Is he a kind mm. person? Like, you know, the right. sorts of things that I'm interested in connecting with human beings. These are sort of the qualities that I look for, you know. If you were like, right. yeah, mm. you know, that old battle axe, mm. I'd be like, mm. okay, I can't deal with this guy. Because yeah, <laughs> he's kind of like a battle axe or he's a misanthrope, you know. <laughs> yeah. I go, that's enough. That's sure, enough. Sure, sure. I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, sure. And then there's just reflections. You know, you guys reflect back to me qualities that, help me think, oh, well, maybe I should say that slightly differently because that's not exactly what I mean. Or do I mean that? And do I have the courage of my convictions to say that? So I enjoy Mm, those kinds of, that dance, do you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is partially why I'm interested in doing this podcast. I'm like, okay, so what do we think? What do I think? And then also when these convergences come along, what can I learn? Do you know? So, Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so to to take us back to to Seth's initial, you know, so the narrative versus the episodic. I mean, it sounds to me like the three of us sort of are in some kind of. Although I guess Stephen, your initial answer would have you might may have hedged a little bit more towards the narrative, right? I mean, towards the the, uh, the, the, yeah. the constant undercurrent. Yeah. I think so. I think so, and I think it's because. So, for example, something really beautiful happened this morning. I'm sitting in front of the laundromat. I'm doing my laundry. I'm sitting outside with my computer. And a young a young woman and her um I presume her brother they were talking to the guy who owns the laundromat right and mm-hmm. some guy rides by on the bike and it, clearly they know him and they're talking to him and let's call him Bob and Bob rides off but the little boy who could have been about maybe four years old goes bye and the guy is like <laughs> all the way down the block and he's going bye and then he puts his hand up to his um the, his brow to like to see a little bit further and. He was just standing there. I was like, this is one of the most beautiful moments of my life. I just love this. And I'm just witnessing. And all he's doing is trying to be heard by that guy and be recognized, you know, that he's saying Mm -hmm. goodbye. You know, whatever's Mm -hmm. in his little kid head, that's my version of it. But Mm -hmm. those kinds of things enchant me. 
Like I'm mm, constantly yeah. enchanted, constantly, do you know? And mm. I've only found the language for it like recently where I would just remember things that people do outside of me, have nothing to do with me and go, wow, that's beautiful. That's really mm-hmm. awesome. And I feel mm-hmm. like having those moments significantly reduces <laughs> to me, at least this is my theory today right now, is that mm. I'm not always looking for someone to give me pleasure. Yeah. Mm. I have pleasure. Yeah. Do you, at this stage of your life, Stephen, so you're, you've got, I mean, we're all about the same age, but I think you have a few years on. I'm 53. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, are you less willing? Uh, I mean, I think I probably just know the answer, um, but I'm hoping you might be able to take it in an interesting way. Are you mm-hmm. less willing to make the trades and negotiations that are necessary to have a particular one person in your life uh, in relation to kind of the project of your life at this point? I think so. I think so. But I'm having a pretty good time here. <laughs> so, mm. so if I felt more lonely, then I would. Then I'd be on the apps. I'd be on the dating apps. I'd yeah. be out more often. And yeah. what we started off with this idea of being busy, I want to add that I do things that I love. Like the majority yeah, yeah. of things that I do, I love. The other stuff is just maintenance, you know, mm-hmm. clean up laundry and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm, my yeah. friends, see, the reason why I can say I think so is because I do that with my friends. You know, mm, it's just right, not a right, right. sexual relationship. We're constantly sort of thinking right. about how we're relating to one another, do you know? And right. so I think so. I think that there are always concessions, particularly if you care about people. You don't even yeah. see it as a concession. You see it as everybody doesn't get what they want. That's just maturity, <laughs> you know? Mm. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, just maturity. Yeah, yeah, right, I, want, right, right. I want this for dinner and I want to be yeah. here mad. It's like... Pick yeah. your fights, stupid. You know, that's not, not stupid. Yeah. Okay, pick your fights, yeah. but also be mindful of that community has been involved in every step of my life in terms of the quality of what I do, how I live, how, you know, moderating my behavior, working with me on projects. So mm-hmm. I'm engaged in that way. And I thought it was more polyamorous, but then there's just time. It's like, oh, I got to keep, I got to hang out with this guy. Oh, okay, well, today I got to call this guy. So mm-hmm. that one person would seem to be efficient. <laughs> In some ways, but um, I think I would do it. I think I would definitely engage in another um, uh, monogamous relationship. I think I have the quality and the capability, but you know, hey. Right. So amongst our, so amongst our our, our fifty plus listeners out there, if there are any single men that is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is that personal ad. I like long walks on the beach. Um, Shit, this just turned into Craigslist. Uh, just, ooh, that's no, no, not even. What is it called? Uh, um, uh, oh e harming me or. Um, <laughs> No, this is kind of scary, but um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I want to just chime in and so. say that my relation, my actual experience—I don't need to say actual—my experience right <laughs> now uh-huh. is quite different from yours, Stephen. In that, I find that I actually, for the first time, am feeling lonely these days, and okay. it's been a mm. long time mm-hmm. uh, since I've felt that way. And my relationship to my community mm-hmm. has never been strong. Not my geographic okay. community, not my racial community, not my... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 
our ethnic, community, the national community of Jamaicans, not my not my Christian community, the church I grew up in. None of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've constantly been moving in and out of communities basically since I was seventeen, right? And this uh-huh. is the first time that I've settled into a community that really marries my intellectual mm-hmm. concerns, my emotional interests, and my career, which is okay. the art scene. And and now I'm finding myself cultivating really good friendships. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's slowly happening um there there are Mm -hmm. a couple people i know that i would call if if i needed something or if i i I can call because i just want to spend time with them Mm -hmm. but this is the first time in my life where i felt like i have that but i still spend a lot of time my actual practical time just by myself um, either seeing Mm -hmm. stuff or writing stuff or editing stuff so i do feel like i'm in a position to where I really want to pursue a romantic relationship in this sort of classic monogamous, um, walks on the beach, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the late night dinners kind of way. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I realized that, yeah, I am actually open to doing all the ne- sort of heavy lifting and other mm-hmm. nego- negotiating to figure that out but i think my position is that i need some boxes to be checked before i even engage in that you know okay i understand yeah so i think we're we're probably coming up on time Mm -hmm. uh do uh, i assume we can pick up the the romance with a lowercase although now blurred capital r um (laughs) um, in our Mm. next uh in our next conversation uh but did did either one of you have anything you wanted to close with or no i like i like seth's close i think that's good it's a nice yeah um yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh okay Uh, as as always thanks very much for the conversation um and i'll talk to you guys next week okay all right take care bye-bye bye